Good morning, everyone. I'm glad to see you all here. I am Jody Lakoyak, and I am the children's pastor here. And before I get started, there's a couple of quick things that I wanted to mention that are actually near and dear to my heart. First of all, VBS is going to be here before we know it. Um, it is June the 12th, and I would like to invite all of our kindergarten through fifth graders to register if you haven't done that yet. If you have a friend or if you have a neighbor, we would love to have them here with us. There are uh, handouts in the lobby that have a QR code if you want to pass them out to a friend, um, and then they can register straight from there. Second of all, it may come as no surprise to you what my next announcement would be. We need children's ministry volunteers. So if you are interested in helping, pretty much all of June is available besides the nursery. We would love to have you help. Um, you don't have to commit to the whole month. You can pop in for a week, and we would be very glad to have you. And I will provide training for you so you are all set and raring to go. So, you might notice we have a lot of the kids in the room. I'm not going to dismiss them today. Fortunately, we didn't have any volunteers to help. So, we are going to do something special. I am going to share some of the stories that we have been sharing in children's ministry. And we have been sharing a series called Knowing Jesus in a New Way. And these stories started right after Easter, April 9th. I don't know if you all can think back that far. I feel like a lot has happened since then. But we celebrated Easter in the church uh, calendar that we follow in children's ministry. It's a liturgical cal calendar. There's a season called Eastertide. And we celebrate Eastertide because Easter is so great, you can't just keep it to one Sunday you need to celebrate it for six Sundays. So I'm going to do a summary of what we have been doing. And Eastertide is also a way to get ready for today, which Pastor Eric mentioned is Pentecost. So this is a grand finale. So I didn't want the kids to miss out on it. And I thought it would be great for our adults and for our youth to join in as well. It'll give you a little bit of a taste of what we do in children's ministry. And I think you'll find that not only are the stories thought-provoking and it helps stimulate relationships between our kids and with God, but these stories are relatable to us as adults and youth and, that are, and to the teachers when they teach them. So, as I mentioned, this is a series called Knowing Jesus in a New Way. And the disciples and the followers of Jesus are trying to make sense of Jesus' death and his resurrection. It was a time of transition, and the godly play script writers mentioned that they must have been going through a lot of emotions, which we're going to think about today, including a fearful wonder. Now, I have taught this series several times, and I've personally connected with it. I've thought about what it must have been to be a follower of Jesus right after his resurrection, not knowing what was going to happen or what was going on. 
Perhaps you've had a similar experience in your life. As a person who likes to know what to expect and have a little bit of control of things, these stories, as you will see, take unexpected twists and turns. We have the luxury of seeing the big story that God has created, but the followers were experiencing these stories in real time. They didn't have the luxury of seeing the big picture. So I want you to think about that as I'm going through these stories. Imagine how they felt. Pastor Eric mentioned, put yourselves in their sandals. So here we go. These are six stories, and I'm going to give a quick summary of each one. And as I remind the kids, and I have the teachers remind the kids, I want to remind you that these stories are from the Bible. They're not some story that Pastor Jody has made up. So as we begin our series, we start with the Marys. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother James, and Mary the mother Jesus. And they go and they visit the tomb. And when they arrive, they find nothing. They went back to tell the others and most didn't believe them. Peter and John went to have a look. Jesus was gone. Mary Magdalene wept, and a voice asked her why she was crying. And she didn't realize that it was Jesus. Jesus is alive. So she went back and told the others. On the second Sunday, of Eastertide, we remembered two of Jesus' followers made their way slowly toward Emmaus, and they must have been shaking their heads with amazement of what had just happened. The empty tomb, the cross, what did it all mean? A stranger joined them and asked what they were talking about. And they didn't realize the stranger, but the stranger broke bread with them. And this is when they realized who the stranger was. Okay, who remembers the story? Who was the stranger? Jesus, that's right. 75% of the time in Sunday school, the answer is what? Jesus, that's right. So on the third Sunday of Eastertide... We shared the story of Thomas, and this is one of my favorites. Thomas wasn't there when some of the disciples hung out with Jesus, so he didn't really believe it happened. And so Thomas waited, and Jesus came because he wanted to see for himself. So now... Jesus and Thomas had an encounter. So I want to stop there and give us a chance to wonder like we do in our classroom. So just to give you a quick little summary of my summary, we know known in absence is what the story is called. So known when Jesus was, um, had raised from the dead and was gone. We have known and breaking bread, which is a story of Jesus encountering the disciples on the road and then breaking bread with them. 
and then we have known in doubt the story of Thomas. So we see these disciples trying to figure things out. So the wondering questions I'm going to give you, you can journal, you can um, write them down in a device if you have it. There are paper and pens here if you want to write. You're welcome to talk with your neighbors about them um, or you're welcome just to reflect to yourself. So I'm going to give you about three minutes to think about three questions and then we'll um, come back. So I will so say those out loud, but we've got them on the screen too. I wonder how the women felt finding the tomb empty. I wonder if God has ever been with you and you didn't even realize it till later. I wonder if you have ever doubted Jesus. Go ahead and wonder about these. Okay, let's continue with our story here. On the fourth Sunday of Eastertide, Peter and some of the disciples 
go fishing. And they see someone on the shoreline. And when they asked if this person asked if they caught anything, they said no. And the person told them to throw their net to the other side. And they caught a lot of fish. And they discovered the man on the shore was no one other than Jesus. I feel like I'm watching the theme for this year's VBS evolve. It's called Ready, Set, Move. Follow Jesus here, there, and everywhere. We're finding Jesus pop up in all these different places. So on the fifth Sunday of Eastertide, the disciples met Jesus on a mountain in Galilee. And Jesus tells them to go and show the people how to be good disciples. He also said he would be with them always. Things are different now for the disciples. Once being followers, they are now leaders. And last week in our children's classes, we remember Jesus leading his disciples to a hillside in Bethany. And here the disciples watched Jesus go up into the clouds and out of sight. So now the disciples wait for the Holy Spirit. There is our cliffhanger that we left on last week. So I want to stop and have you wonder about those three stories. So we have knowing Jesus in the morning where the disciples were um, fishing and Jesus was on the shoreline telling them to move their net. We have known in making him known, which is the story of the Great Commission and them becoming uh, leaders and no longer just followers. And then we have known in waiting. So I'll give you three minutes to talk about these three questions that'll be on the screen. I wonder what it would be like to have a meal with Jesus. I wonder how you would feel if Jesus asked you to move to a new place and share about him. I wonder how it felt to see Jesus go up in the clouds. Go ahead and think about those.
Okay, I think you all must have had some great meals with Jesus. I heard some laughs and some smiling and some giggling. (laughs) All right. So just to recap a little bit, I love this, this series. We see the disciples in action. We see them wrestle in their faith. We see Jesus being literally right next to them, and sometimes they were slow to get it or to see what was happening. Sometimes they didn't have it 100% together. I can relate. Sometimes I don't know what God is doing right in front of me in my eyes, and sometimes I feel like I don't have it all together. When I first started on staff at Midtown, I felt a lot of pressure to say the right theological thing and to pray the right way, which I don't even know what praying the right way is. I don't know what I had in my head, but I had in my head there was a right way to pray, and I was afraid I wasn't going to do it. We see the people in these stories, Jesus' closest circle trying to navigate what we navigate daily. What does it mean to follow Jesus? And how do I go about doing that? All right, so on to our grand finale, our story on Pentecost. It is titled, Known in the Holy Spirit. And God, I have a feeling, is going to throw a twist and a turn yet again. Finally, it was the day of Pentecost. It was a time of greening and blooming in the spring. The streets were full of people from all over the Roman Empire going to the temple to remember the 50 days between Exodus and the day that Moses received the Ten Commandments. Disciples were in their room. Some people think it was the room that they actually had the Last Supper in with Jesus. They talked quietly and prayed Suddenly, they heard the sound of a mighty wind. It filled the whole house. Bits of fire began to dance around each one. The Holy Spirit had come. Even their tongues fell on fire. In their joy, they must have rushed out into the streets to tell everyone. And the people passing by on the way to the temple thought they were crazy. Maybe they had drunk too much wine. Still, what they were saying was understood by all, no matter the language they spoke. Peter stepped into this chaos, of course he did, right? With a confidence and calm that the disciples had never seen before. He said, these people are not drunk like you think. After all, it is only morning. What has happened is what the prophet Joel wrote about. He said that God will pour out God's spirit on us so that our sons and daughters will prophesy. The young will see visions and the old will dream dreams. This has just happened. Many passed on by to keep their great traditions and live good lives. Others listened and became baptized. The love they'd known from him, they now knew within and could give away 
to heal the world and make it new again. So this is why churches associate red with the color of Pentecost. It's the color of great joy and flames. Somewhere the dove that had descended from the heavens at Jesus' baptism must have been smiling down to see this. What was happening was like a baptism, but not by water. It was one by fire. So thinking about the wondering we did, can you imagine how the disciples felt? Nervous? Excited? When we were singing, I thought of the world overwhelmed. I know when I think about it, I think of the quote that's attributed to Spider-Man, which where is Jude? Is Jude? Jude's not in here, is he? Jude has a Spider-Man shirt on today, which I don't, I don't think it was a coincidence. But a quote that's associated with Spider-Man is, with great power comes great responsibility. And we're not going to pause and wonder here, but I encourage you to do that on your way home or at lunch today. There is a phrase from the story that I want to highlight. It said, the love they known from him, they now knew within and can give away to heal the world and make it new again. Things changed for the disciples and for the followers of Jesus again. Prior to the coming of the Holy Spirit, they were interacting with Jesus. They were learning from him. There was a transfer of information when he was right there with him. But now, the Holy Spirit was inside them. They could carry it with them wherever they wanted to. They were now the temples that showed love, grace, mercy, and so much more through all of his teachings and through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Paul hits home this point a couple of different times. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? And Paul prays to the people in Ephesus in Ephesians 3, um, I think it's 16 through 19. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, This is a reason for us to get excited. It's a reason for us to celebrate today. We can go through our walk knowing that the Holy Spirit dwells within us. I feel like we should be clapping our hands and saying amen. It's such an important day for our church, and I feel like sometimes it gets overlooked. In children's ministry, we talk about there are three great days for the church. Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost. And also on Pentecost, we celebrate the birth of the church. I don't mean common ground, northeast, I mean the concept of the church. The disciples were told to go out and share these stories 
It shared Jesus' love, even though he wasn't around. And we still are able to partake the greatest gift of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. So I feel like we need to celebrate today. So after service today, we're going to have donuts. All right? <laughs> so there'll be donuts in the cafe in typical common ground fashion. Get us sugared up and go on our ways. All right? So as I close today, I would like to end where I left off in Ephesians. I'm going to use the message version because I felt like it contained the celebratory language and encourages us. This is what it says, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. God can do anything, you know, far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, by working within us, his spirit, deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Glory down all the generations. Glory through all the millennia. Oh yes, let us pray. Father God, we thank you um, that you sent us a helper. You sent us a counselor to guide us when we need you, Father. To help us in our ways when things aren't 100% together. We thank you for the stories of the disciples and how they are an encouragement to each and every one of us, Father. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And we pray these things in his name. Amen.